Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a regular quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to tonight's Friday Night SmackDown and more developments with the Bloodline story. Oppenheimer, am I right? <laughs> Wilbon, that's from Adam Nicholas. I'm not taking credit for that one. I oh, did that amazing double yeah. serve it, didn't he? Uh, it's Adam Nicholas. Go and like it on Twitter. Question for you. Don't aim for the low hanging fruit here. What do myself and yourself have in common with my 10 year old and 8 year old going to school today? Ooh, uh, oh, don't tell me it's like it's the last time you're going to see someone for a while. Actually, a little bit, but no. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. We're both going to spend our Fridays watching films. <laughs> it's the last day of term today. And oh, we got a message from the teacher yesterday um, across the classes. They're obviously just going to do some fun stuff. And then they are, like, going to watch films in the afternoon. I was thinking, I don't know about that. I don't know if, like, we are, our slight age gap of merely 20 years <laughs> divides us here. But, like, are you still of the era where, like, a television gets wheeled into a room and yeah. you all sit and watch it? I'm imagining now it's just, like... Disney Plus on a big screen. Yeah, like the projector that's hanging down. Like, I, like, I remember still of the age where we used to be invited to bring games in. Yeah, that sort of thing like that. Who's bringing Boggle? I like, I, the, I was we didn't have much money when I was younger, and that was fine. But the richest I ever felt as a kid ever, because like I never had, like I certainly wasn't the first to get the, like the best brands clothes. Mm. It was more when like the knockoff stuff appeared on the Sunday Same. market. But like the richest, I don't, that's always had four stripes, has it? <laughs> uh, Pima Queen, <laughs> better than Pima King, actually. Um, was one birthday I got this game called Runaway Roller? Nope. Right, no, it's it didn't exactly like join the pantheon of like Operation Monopoly or any of that stuff. It's like a plastic yellow um, steamroller, right? Right. And the board was a street, 
and basically made a game before Austin Powers made a joke of it in the film where the character's going, no, but the roller's going really slow. Yeah. You're like, you're bugs, I think, and it's a board, and you've got to roll the dice and jump over obstacles that get you to the end of the board before the runaway roller squashes your counter. The counter was like an ant that stood up, right? This was so good. If anybody remembers Runaway Roller, Google it or, like, talk about it in the replies to this podcast because it was, like, just such a... The the game was rubbish, but the experience they nailed with this roller thing itself, it was battery-operated, and it ran along, a, like, a, a track that was on the board. So it moved independently, and it made, like, a little... And the, the sense of tension and drama, you need to... Oh, I need a four, otherwise this roller's going to catch me, right? And it would go quicker at various points. Yeah. And you were a stood-up little ant figure... I think, or a bug. And if you got squashed, what it did was it knocked the counter over and spat it out behind itself. What? Flat. flat. So it created the, the steamroller effect. Great news. There's a uh, seven minute and 52 seconds video all about runaway roller. It's Great. a 1990 Waddington's game. Right. When you watch the video of this, so it's basically the richest I ever felt because I brought runaway roller into class and it was the most popular game of the day. Everyone was around the table wanting to play runaway roller. Um, <laughs> but now, obviously, everybody's... Bring it in the office. Oh, if I could find it in the loft, I would. Um, I know for a fact it was sold to buy another game because that was how life Wait a second, I might find one on eBay. Keep talking. <laughs> 50 quid, we can go I was on that. Yeah, yeah, we? definitely. Um, I'm going to buy it for you, baby. Like, it, it'd like, be like ages six and up or something like that. It's like, got you this for a baby. Runaway roller. Put your finger in the steam roller, baby. Um, either watching, we got a message from the teachers through the, uh, the, the school app thing yesterday asking if um, we had any objections to classes having PG films and if obviously any parents did mm-hmm. then they would yeah. their um, considerations would be taken into account and we, we don't because we're legends and I just was thinking about how when I was younger watching a film in school was goaded for two separate reasons yeah number one uh, any video was better than class yeah like even like when they taped Channel 4 schools off the telly or an educational thing by bite size right? it was just cl- like look and read for anyone listens of a certain vintage mm. just video like, was was amazing. Even those terrifying, don't go and play near the... Yeah, don't play in the farm, you'll drown in shit. That's, like, stuck <laughs> me to this day. Like, you bring that up every time. Because it's really... Because it was super effective. Like, don't fly a kite by the pylons, yeah. idiot. It was the frisbee stuck in the uh, electric yeah. thing for me. Like, the, like do, uh, don't play by a lake near an open fridge. Otherwise, you get trapped in the open fridge and float out on the lake. And then what are you going to do? <laughs> The seal is really hard to push open, especially in moving water. All right, I won't bother. I'll stay inside like I planted it. Yeah. Like, and then you watch a video, don't swallow a crisp without biting it, otherwise I'll scratch your insides. Oh, no, crisps oh, aren't even safe. Crisps, my one friend. Aye. <laughs> um, the kids are going to get to watch a film, which is just goaded, obviously, but the joy, the unheralded joy, the unexpected dream of a PG just giving you the odd shit. Oh, yeah. You're all in school, you're all in class, and then you're halfway through, I don't know, Ernest goes bananas or something, <laughs> and then somebody falls out of a window and goes, shit. and you, whoa. Like, the teachers get a bit embarrassed and all, every giggles in the room and all that sort of stuff. So I hope the PG film they picked today has got a little a little treat of a swear yeah. in them, because I want them to have that, um, that excitement and then not repeat it when they get home, otherwise I'll be in big trouble. Uh... And that's the comparison that we've got, because mm. we, of a Friday, get to enjoy cinema on a weekly basis, don't we? We get a film every week, and often there are swear words. Yes. Sorry, um, I've got distracted. What you found? You know how everyone nowadays, despite the fact it's blatantly obvious why they do it, because if it's a success, successful film in the past, just remaking it equals profit, usually. Yes. 
you know how everyone goes, ugh, why have they remade X? Yeah. The latest one was probably like Little Mermaid yeah. or something like They're that. They're doing all the Disney ones again, aren't they? Yeah. Runaway Roller's been remade. What? Runaway Log. Uh, You're a beaver. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. It checks out. It just it doesn't feel the same to me. Did you, um, it's on Netflix. Did you watch Human Traffic yet? No. Get on it. That's what I'm doing this weekend. Get on it. And then... I'm going to go to an NCT class. <laughs> Get home and go. Let's see what Human Traffic's all Tell about. Tell me what right? you think about Human Traffic when you watched it, because it dropped on Netflix, I think, last Friday, and I watched it last Friday. <laughs> I had a way, I watched, I did exactly what I think I said I was going to do on the SmackDown podcast. I watched uh, Top of the Pops. The kids went to bed. I watched two episodes of Top of the Pops 1995. Goated. Obviously, double goated. Uh, Human League. Doing Tell Me When. Oh. Uh, Rednecks number one both weeks. Yeah. Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, one of the presenters was goaded as well. Mark Goodyear wasn't so hot, but they had like a TV presenter, like a somebody from the comedy world at the time. Can't remember who it was. All goaded. And then watched Human Traffic straight afterwards. And then just like sat in silence wishing it was the past. Like waiting, <laughs> waiting for Smackdown to start so I could like something about the present. Yeah. It's my Friday basically. And I will do with this one. I'm going on holiday after today. Of course, yeah. Kids, uh, kids summer holiday starts... Today, last day of term, uh, six complicated weeks to navigate as a parent of a 10 and 8-year-old. Me and my wife have had to be clever with the holidays. A podcast, they're gonna, it's going to go mad. Yeah, apologies like, in advance, everyone. It's uh, Myself and Sidric have obviously got six-week holidays to navigate. Uh, you're about to create that world for yourself, <laughs> starting mid-August or whenever that happens. Hopefully mid-August. Mm. Like, any earlier, any later, Anna Louise, you're really messing with our already <laughs> difficult schedule. So do us a favour. Um and it's just, it's going to be a, be a bit daft, isn't it? Yeah. We'll get out as much as we can mm-hmm. over the next six, seven weeks. Yeah, the, the boys won't be together for quite some time. But to make up for that, we're having a Dadly Boys wrestle culture later. Yeah. It's nice. That's yeah. A, that's a rare treat. Uh, not for the listeners. <laughs> for, <laughs> for us three. Well, one, one shot I thought I could escape it's, with it's them from. The one day that I don't have to deal with their pedantic nonsense. No, no, you're getting it all Friday. Yeah, so I'm going to miss that over the next sort of six, seven weeks. So they're kind of like the... We're very lucky to have this work routine that we love. Yeah. And it's obviously going to be thrown up in the air a little bit. But I am going to try, Matt Rains will be happy about this. I'm going to try and um, disconnect from the wrestling bubble while we're on this holiday. Mm-hmm. We're only going away for a week. We're just like nice day trips out, um, have some fun with the boys, like take them swimming, do all the kind of like fun holiday stuff. But I'm going to try after SmackDown to uh, maybe collision because of the punker. Maybe. <laughs> mentally switch the wrestling off and just do a binge catch-up like what you do. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm bad at it. I'll, like, I love this. Let <laughs> 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 it never be said that we're frauds. I absolutely love this crap. Mm. And, like, even, like, on a, like, we'll be waking up on the Tuesday and the hotel we're going to, it's in the UK, by the way, it's absolutely not fancy, mm-hmm. but they, it's got a pool and oh. you can get a buffet breakfast. Oh, my God. Every morning the kids are going to be waking up at, like, six. Can we go to the pool? Can we go to the pool? You'll be waking up at five to six going, go go buffet breakfast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all as excited. Uh, my wife will be waking up wanting to watch Raw on Tuesday. So we'll all get what you we told want. her about Adam Cole yet, or no? Oh, Jesus. No. The the air thrust. No, do you know what? I'm going to wait for the ITV2 airing so she can see it in full HD. <sighs> By which I mean hard dick because he was forcing it so far through the camera that I nearly got penetrated. Like, I, I was convinced that's why you were off yesterday, just making sure Adele didn't see it. <laughs> just like, what's that bit in... Um, is it the episode of Friends where, like, Monica's restaurants had a terrible review, so Ross is trying to buy every copy of the New York yeah. Times and hide it? That's what I could just have to obliterate any viral content of Adam Cole. That I've not got a chance, have I? No. He looked incredible. No, I'll wait till that's on ITVT so she can see it. But, um, I like, next week, it's going to be Tuesday, and I'm not going to just, like, race to watch Raw. 
even on double speed. I'm going to try really. I'm going to try really hard after collision to just keep with NXT. Great American Bash next Saturday. I'm a human. Yeah. That's, well, does that even count as wrestling? Because that's like wrestling, but it's also cinema plus theater. Yes. Plus light entertainment, plus high art, sort of everything. Plus sport. Yeah. Like it's got the drama of like a last minute winner, oh, which so we got good. at the end of this week's episode. God, I missed some good stuff. This I don't want to go on holiday anymore. I'm just cancelling. We'll it. talk about it on wrestle culture. I, oh no, I don't. I don't want to stop talking about it. That's the point. <laughs> the more we think about this, the more I'm just going to send like the three of them off on holiday. I'm going to stay here. Mm. It's like that, like Rick and Morty gag where he's like more Rick and Morty, more adventures, merchandise, t-shirts. That's just I'll take the wrestling on myself, mm. like Kirby eating everything. <laughs> I was having a bit of trouble actually making my notes for this show because I. I I couldn't remember what channel it was on because WWE really haven't mentioned what channel it's <laughs> on tonight. Yeah, uh-huh. I, no idea. Did you know it's not on Fox this week? Huh? Uh, I know. I know. It's on. Uh, it's on a FS2. I am. I already. I'm not. I'm just going to not go on Twitter because of the bad faith takes of. Well, you know what this means. If it's good or bad, I just don't care. What if? In terms of ratings, wise, I want it to be good, obviously. What if though? Imagine. It's on like FS1, and it's like FS1's highest rated show ever. The current objective still hits two million or whatever. The runaway roller that is the bloodline, leaving <laughs> everything flat in its path. They have got a very tempting reason to watch, and that is SummerSlam rules of engagement. I don't really know what that means. If I'm Jay Uso, surely I just say, um, "Yeah, no Solo Sikoa or Paul Heyman at ringside." Yeah, it's all gone a little bit Chris Jericho this lately, hasn't it? Like, yeah. what? How can we uh, stage another meeting of everybody in the ring? Oh, it looks like it's time for the bloodline parley. Like the it, like they're laying out the stipulations. Obviously, I just desperately don't want Jey Uso to be thick. That's all I want now. Yeah. We've had if if you want to be generous, we've had three years of this story. If you want to be reasonable, I'd give it at least a year where they've zeroed in on a point at which Jey Uso. I put this to Sidgwick this morning. We've discussed the bloodline a little bit, and I said I think people are absolutely insane if they think Jey Uso was the guy that this Roman Reigns title reign was built for, right? It, yeah. It, I, we're not going to have the Cody Rhodes 39 chat, but I don't even think you would entertain the Cody Rhodes 40 chat, would you? Cody should win the belt at WrestleMania yeah. 40, right? So, like, the Jey Uso thing was always designed to be, um, like, a big B-match, a big B-show title defense. Yes. As it was. All the way back at Clash of Champions in Hell in a Cell 2020, by Indeed, the way. yeah, yeah. Felt big on those nights, but, like, this is the level. And WWE deserve immense credit, not only for elevating it from B-show title defense with a bit of family drama to, like, A-show potential main event in a stadium. Like, legitimately, really. Like, this could headline SummerSlam. Easily. Super impressive. Uh, this is your, I don't know, like... Rusev fighting AJ Styles, your Mark Henry fighting John Cena, or those opponents that come around where you're like, ah, I didn't see this one, but like, what an interesting pairing. And like, mm-hmm. is the champion in trouble? This is like the best ever story version of that ever. Like, Jey Uso's going to come out of all of this with way more star aura than he ever had. I'm absolutely not saying that Jey Uso can't have uh, a title run down the line, even. Like, the Usos won't feel like a bigger tag team when all of this is said and done. All of, this, all of these things are true, mm-hmm. but he will not win the title. No. You will not win it, right? So because of that, and I, I won't be sold on it, and that's my one kind of problem with how good a job they've done of elevating this to the peak tier, is that how peak tier can it really be when nobody buys a title change? Like that, I kind of go back and forth yeah. because I'm so impressed with how they've uh, arrived at JUSA at this point. So for me, it is crucial 
that Jey Uso has his number mentally. You cannot spend the, what, the fat end of a year, let's say, since Sami Zayn joined, finally questioning what your role in this is and finally being able to very gradually see that Roman Reigns is bad for you mm-hmm. because you knew it once upon a time, then you were brainwashed, and now somebody in Sami Zayn has come in and has shown you the light, and it just takes you a long time to find that light at the end of this emotional tunnel that Jey Uso has been crawling through <laughs> on his elbows like Shawshank. Also cinema. <laughs> and um, I just can't now tolerate the idea that he wouldn't think, well, Solo can't be there because I've been in every Bloodline meeting where we planned how many times we were going to interfere. Yep. So I know you do this. Uh, I might take Paul Heyman out of this, whatever, you know. Uh, I don't want what you say is the head of the table because you've shown me that the head of the table does nothing but corrupt. Head of the table is not a force for good. It's a force for evil. Like There should be no head of the table. There should be one big table and we should all sit and eat together. Like, you're a liar, Roman. All this kind of... I need Jay to just lay all that out and not be thick. Yeah. Like, not least because we're all forecasting that Jimmy turns to cost him the title, and that can be the one thing that Jay wouldn't count on. Like, he's cut these promos where he said, I'm hurting more than ever because you hurt my brother. Whereas when Jimmy turns, it's like, where are you hurting? Because you look pretty fit going into your title match while I was laid up in a hospital. Yeah. And if you really felt me, you would have known that I was going to do this. Like, Jimmy suddenly places all of this back onto Jay, if indeed this is the finish. And I want that to be the way in which he was wrong-footed. Drew McIntyre, for all that I never thought he was the guy, couldn't have counted on Solo Sokoa. Yes. For example, right? So he wasn't stupid for not thinking about that. Mm. Um, I just need Roman Reigns to feel beaten and need this story to play out. You kind of, like the low blow thing, like it was a good segment. And I admit I watched the, because I was off on the Monday or the weekend and I didn't, I couldn't get around to watching all of SmackDown. I didn't see all 40 minutes of it. I first watched the <laughs> WWE Raw highlight package of it. Best way to watch it. And then watched a slightly longer version of it. But I, I felt a little bit patronized by that. They've just won the big one at Money in the Bank. And then Roman's doing the old, I'm sorry, I love you stuff, just so he can like hit him in the ball. Like, eh, not really. Like I like the stuff that followed when Jay came back out later on. Yes. And he was holding the belt up and he was like, right. It's a bit like, I really shouldn't have trusted you this one last time, but yeah. definitely no more now. This is the real quiz. I didn't need that like last. Uh, you got me. He can't do it again. He cannot do it again. He's got to be the smartest guy in the room. He's got to be the hardest guy in the room. I don't want to see an extended prolonged beatdown of what happened to Jimmy, happened to Jay, because I don't need that. I don't need Jay going in with taped ribs. The disadvantage is you've got to beat Roman Reigns. This is the guy that's held the belt for three. That's the disadvantage. Not the, like, I want 100% full fit Jey Uso because I want him to believe he can do it. Cody believed he could do it. He should have done. But like, he, be- no, no, no. he believed he could have done He believed he could do it. That's he believed thought it was always the plan. He'd set up a tag team because he knew he couldn't do it alone. <laughs> yes. Right? That, that all of it was set as perfectly as it was and left whinging bastards like me as frustrated as it were because mm. all the pieces fit. Jay needs to be that strong. Jay needs to go into SummerSlam not thinking, oh God, how am I going to do this? Thinking, it's going to be so great when I've done this. Mm. I like I, and I want this promo, like the rules of engagement. Roman's going to pitch something that is a terrible deal. And Jay's going to go, no. Yeah. And then Postman Pierce has never felt so. Oh, my God, somebody's going to stop Roman. It's like, yeah, Jay, you can have whatever the bloody hell you want. Please, please take this title off him. Let's redress the obvious balance, of the imbalance of power to put Roman on the back foot. Yeah. To force him to somehow manipulate a brother from intensive care into turning on his own twin. Well, obviously... <laughs> should mention uh this podcast has been described by 
a, f- a world champion as one of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a f- and that's basically because we give the companies our ideas and they go well we can't do any better than that yep i'm about to lay it down papa so um listen up paul turn down the uh, kitchen appliances because i know that you're always cooking <laughs> so couple of things mm-hmm. i just want to get them out there because if i don't i'll forget them and then in a week's time i'll go oh there was something i was meant to mention right I'd like the idea of in the SummerSlam match, either, I don't know how this works better, Jay. Jay goes to pin Roman. Roman does his thing. Kick out. I'm also at you in the bollocks. And he cackles. Jay writhes around and he sets up. And Jay's in the corner and Jay turns around as he's just about to set off and hit him with a spear and reveals a cup. Because you can wear a cup, people do in other sports. Yeah, good. That's that. I don't know if it's this match. It might be the solo match for me, where Roman has just Paul Heyman at ringside, and this is the moment that Paul Heyman interferes. Not get in, not title shot, not pull the leg or anything. Just puts Roman's foot on the ropes. Cause, and that shows the wavering confidence that even Heyman now has in his mm-hmm. tribal chief. Would he have kicked out anyway? Doesn't matter. I don't think it's the J match, though. We'll do the cup spot in that. Yep. We'll do the, the 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 foot on the ropes at, with Solo at the Rumble, let's yep. say. One of the greatest moments in this Bloodline saga was a while back, Sammy's involved. Sammy's arguing with Jay. And what did Jay say? I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks. Mm-hmm. And we get that awesome, good bit of WWE production. Punches in on a furious Roman Reigns. So I think that you should pay homage to that tonight. French cinema. Indeed. <laughs> Ciné. Uh, Film noir. Right. Where Jay baits Roman, mm-hmm. right? Like you say, Roman pre- presents like, all right, here's the idea. Paul Heyman's special guest referee. Ladder match. Yeah. Where only I'm allowed to climb the ladder. Yeah. That one where it was like Dolph and Drew. Oh, and God. Like, you can do anything you want, Dolph. Anything you want. I'll win the belt by uh, DQ. You can't. 1-0 to Dolph. <laughs> Might as well give me the belt now. I'll just pin you. I'll just beat you in a wrestling match, you absolute just creep. Say, uh, if you're Scottish, you'll lose. Yeah. There you go. Right, the stipulation is you've got to lie down for four seconds and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but, so he says, uh, Jay, here's my rule of engagement. Paul Heyman's the special guest referee or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, no. Not going to let you get away with that, get away with that Roman. You've uh, Most of your title defense has been shenanigan-wise and yeah. ref bumps and what have you. And uh, we all know that it's been me or Jimmy or you know, Paul or Solo. You always have to have interference. You're never good enough to get the job done on your own, are you? I mean, can you even, can you even do this without? Do you need, you need him. You need him to be there. Without Solo Sokoa, you're losing this title at SummerSlam. And Roman Reigns says, I don't need Solo Sokoa. I've never needed him. Punching on Solo being like, huh? Really good. Do you remember? Very WWE, that. Very WWE. And then Jay goes, all right, no Solo at ringside then. Yeah. If you don't need him, Tribal Chief. Yep, uh, that that is going to happen. That's good stuff, that will, Bob. Thanks, mate. I like that. Call me Butter, baby. You can have one of them. Nothing wrong. Can I uh, offer some more? Yeah, absolutely. Put a hat on top of a hat on top of a hat. Solo Sokoa in a shark cage. 
So Jay Uso can be like, well, I've always got my eye on him. It's Shark Week. It is Shark Week. <laughs> so let's go in a shark cage because then you can do like a bar bending spot, but it's not going to make a difference, but it gets you a, oh a fall. But wish I was those bars. Jay Uso, mindful of what Paul Heyman said to him on last week's SmackDown about how, like, I've been a part of this family for 40 years, longer than you, and I understand more of how this family works. And Jay Uso's like, no. Mm. That's bollocks, Paul. You're a liar. You're a charlatan. And as part of that, I don't want you anywhere near this family. I don't want you near this bloodline civil war. I don't want you near Solo Sokoa and the Cajun. I definitely don't want you at ringside. You are banned from Detroit. Oh! State lines, right? City limits or whatever it's called. City limits, right? You can't be anywhere near Detroit. And then same thing as what you were saying, where kind of like he negs him. So Roman's like, oh, he can't go into Detroit without your precious wise man. And I was like, no, of course I can't. It's fine. And then he's like, and Heyman's like, What? And Roman says, who's going to carry your titles? Wise man, it's fine. I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. So Jay thinks he's gotten what he wants. Where does Paul Heyman go? Because he can't go to Detroit. He goes to Florida and he gets in Jimmy's ear because he really is bonded to the Samoan dynasty. And he's the one that talks Jimmy out at the hospital bed to make the And then it's revealed that like, oh, Bammy from Detroit, are you? Maybe I should have gone where you went, to your brother's bedside. Oh, yeah. And he's still the wise man. He's still the one getting in everybody's ears trying to keep it all together. And Love he's it. the one credited with the uh, with kind of like brainwashing Jimmy Uso and uh, yes. doing the right thing by Roman. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's look at the rest of this show then. Um, bother. This is That's two hours accounted for. <laughs> Especially on FS1. Well, you say that, but... Also tonight, we have the second part of the United States Championship yeah. Invitational. I love the line for this match. Last week's match was sensational. Mm. Santos, Santos Escobar awaiting the winner of this match next week to see who faces Austin Theory for the United States title. That's SummerSlam, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Uh, tonight, it is Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Remember him? And L.A. Knight. You cannot say that WWE can't hear it anymore. That promo last week. Holy goddamn. Wow. What a piece of business, man. Uh, All of them got, like, Rey Mysterio got the the sort of, like, glossiest and classiest one. Cameron Grimes is a bit part player at this point. Let's be honest. He's kind of been outstripped by L.A. Knight in every conceivable way. As Keep a, him on the back burner. Yeah, I suppose. 
This could be good to set up some sort of feud for Cameron. Possibly, possibly. You can't look past LA Knight. You cannot. However, the match is weird. He, like the Santos Escobar match is weird. Because they've did done... he go back and forth with him? Like, for a while back. I think he did, yeah. He, like, grabbed the ropes and stuff. Yeah, they were doing... It was in, I think, the early days of keeping LA Knight as a heel. Yeah. When Santos was just getting over as a baby face. Because didn't they have LA Knight and Rey Mysterio at one point as well? I might have imagined that. But anyway, Santos Escobar uh, will ostensibly want Rey Mysterio to win this. Because mm. then he can have the dream match over who's going to fight Austin Theory and all that. So could there be a little bit of, like, a little backstage, nothing much right now, but, like, uh, good luck out there, Ray. Like, Dad, good luck. Do you know, lean on him like the, like Ray did for Santos. You're doing this for the LWO like he did at Money in the Bank. Yeah. and Ray You're doing it now. And Ray can't quite get it done, and that's fine, because LA Knight's this big deal and this kind of, like, unstoppable force, and everybody seems to want LA Knight and Austin Theory, and I hope that we deliver yes, it. Yes, do it. Really hope they deliver it. Not least because, this is the thing, because of the, it's barely even tension, but I do think they're hinting towards it. The Santos Ray thing. They're giving you a little bit to assume that that's coming. Um, you can have that match, that LA Knight-Santos Escobar match, be a fairly competitive LA Knight just wins. Just wins clean because then he's got actual babyface momentum rather than this character that they want to keep as a heel that nobody receives as anything more than the top star in the company at this point. Like... You get to the match next week of LA Knight and Santos Escobar and you have Rey Mysterio be like, I believe in you, Santos. And Santos is like, oh, I know, yeah, I'm excited. I believed in you too, but never mind. Well, like, I'll fight LA Knight. I was hoping this could be against you. No no matter. And Rey's like, I don't care. And then when it like, <laughs> yeah. and obviously LA Knight wins and Rey's like, well, see, look, we're all capable of getting beaten by LA Knight. Like, no harm, no foul. Is that right? Yeah, right. And all, all of a sudden you're on the way to that. Yeah. And LA Knight gets to be the beneficiary of all of this because he's just so over. And like I say, it's kind of a, it's a irresistible force and the immovable object. It's not the old days of one meeting the other. They're both LA Knight and they're both runaway rollering over yep. Austin Theory. This board game reference has become very useful. <laughs> he absolutely steamrollers Austin Theory at SummerSlam. And Austin Theory is left even flatter than he already is in his wake. Mm. Guy's absolutely pinished. The commentary on last week's four-way, Sidgwick nailed it. He basically compared it to when, like, they would, like, pre-record lines and Austin Theory was told to write them out. Like, they wouldn't stand much of a chance against United States champion Austin Theory. <laughs> like, it was just, it was criminal how rubbish he was. And, like, Michael Cole isn't necessarily the easiest. Like, he is the easiest to score points on. But if he wants to destroy you, he will do. Do you remember that? Was it a smackdown? Might have been a roar where out of nowhere you just heard 16-time champion John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> that was a SmackDown, I think. Where'd this come from? What was that? Oh. <laughs> At any given time, John Cena's Wikipedia page is haunting WWE. <laughs> Certainly haunting Austin Theory. Did you only beat him at WrestleMania? <sighs> hey, you, it happened. You were in the building. <laughs> Watch it happen. <laughs> I still went home. Let's get on with this. Um, don't get me wrong, I love all four people in this match, mm -hmm. and I would never seek to bury them, but I've got your finish. Go on. Uh, LA Knight is trapped in the ropes for a 10 beats of the Bodron mm -hmm. from Sheamus. He gets nailed with that. The effort of that makes him collapse. He collapses down into the middle rope to be hit by a 619 by Rey Mysterio. Mm -hmm. He stumbles back. 
gets hit with a brogue kick. That sends him, knock, knocks him into the corner. He bounces off the turnbuckle straight into Cameron Grimes leaping and putting a hole through his goddamn chest. Yep. Kicks out of one. <laughs> smashes the rest of the all three of them. They all get uh, BFTs and uh, smashes them, stacks and pins them. Tick. Done. No notes. He's the best. Nothing should stop LA Knight between now and SummerSlam. And, yeah, have, have him at the United States Championship until you want to make him world champion, in my opinion. I was trying to think what's Strike. How many times, WWE? The Cody Rhodes one, obviously, you were right on, and I'll you know take the L on that one. It was obviously the right decision to have him not win the title at WrestleMania 39, because look where we are right now. <laughs> this started, I'll be honest, it may have started somewhat as a gimmick, but every week I feel a bit like, I mean, the, the, the ratings, <laughs> the, 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 the ticket sales, and the record-breaking that they're doing, I think... <laughs> He's gone full vindication, Triple H here. He's having a good run of this, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah. for God's sake, strike while the iron's hot with LA Knight. You got to. Got to, man. It's, uh, like, Especially when you've got that title sitting there, not to. If you had, like, what's a, what's a, a, a good example? If you had, well, basically, you just had a good US champion. Well, Gunther. You know, I, I wouldn't sit here and argue for LA Knight. No, exactly, Gunther. yeah. Like, there, there's, the, there's the what a proper secondary champion should look like. LA Knight is never going to have this amazing in-ring career. But I honestly think the United States title win. There's an old school quality to this, you know. And I, I'm struggling to remember. Somebody in the comments will remind me of a far more recent example of this. But I always felt like, so by the time John Cena won the United I'd States say, title yeah. in 2004, he already felt like he was destined to win the WWE title. But they were still just about clinging on to the, the old way of like giving the IC to the end of the season. Like, let them have that. Just... See how this looks and feels with the title, and then they go on to win the world title. He was destined to win the top title, John Cena, mm. but nonetheless, they went US title first, and it didn't do him any harm. Did, no. him, did him some good, in fact. And I wonder if with LA Knight, they don't know, no. They mm. think they know, but in their minds, the dumbass fans are wrong all the time. Mm. Like, we're never right, as far as they're concerned. So I think they believe the United States champion LA Knight to be the best compromise for now because they get a proper look. They're like, is this guy a belt-carrying single star, or is he a flash in the pan, the building's like him, but it won't last forever. Thing. Yeah. And even then, their view on that is warped. It's the former, by the way. Well, I think so too. But even then, their view on that is warped. They believed Daniel Bryan to be the building's like him right now. <laughs> guy. People are laughing at Rusev. Yeah, loads of examples. Like, they put the belts on Bryan and believe, oh, the building's like him now. Like we'll really see how he gets on when he fights Kane. Well, they like him then. Like, like, so they've never, you know, they've never been a company to just like lay back and accept it. Like Steve Austin won the King of the Ring, and then didn't get on pay per view again until October. Jeez, you know, like there's all sorts of stuff like that. It's just LA Knight is one of those rare cases now where you were bordering on a bit of defiance. This crowd is not a defiant WWE crowd anymore, but you were starting to get that feeling of. If you we don't if you don't give us what we want here, we're going to turn on you, and we kind of love this at the moment. Yeah. So rare. Like I don't think Triple H is anywhere near as antagonistic as Vince McMahon as a booker. No. And I just don't think he will want to cultivate that fighting mentality again. And you can follow in John Cena's footsteps. Gimmick the title instead of a spinner. When you press the middle of the US Championship, press on the eagle. It goes. Yeah. Love it. Sell boatloads. Sell them for six grand. I actually might buy one. Well, he had the dummy button in uh, Impact. Didn't exactly he? So the he Eli Drake. Yeah. 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 Eli, yeah, it was Eli Drake. Eli Drake, yeah. Um, so I was late catching up to SmackDown last week. I was off on Monday mm -hmm. following all the fallout 
from my baby shower. I took a towel and everything. No one explained it to me. <laughs> but you'll never guess, Adam, what happened when I says me logging on on <sighs> Monday or Tuesday. What happened in the WWE Women's Championship match? Mm. It was Asuka versus Bianca Belair. Wouldn't you know it? Charlotte, despite saying that she was off yeah. earlier on in the show, interfered, speared uh, Bianca, I believe it was. DQ... Asuka retains. EO again teases a cash-in. Then Asuka brilliantly just hops up and miss Bailey and bails. Yeah. It's chaos. It's heading to presumably a triple threat at uh, SummerSlam. But we'll talk about Bailey in a second, in fact, because she's got other stuff on her plate. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully she does have other stuff on her plate and it's not going to be an injury layoff. Like of course, I'd, yes. I'd like a bit more reassurance. Not from the company, I just mean from like the way she's booked tonight. She said she was fine on Twitter, and hopefully that's the case. And if not, Christ, get well soon. But I'd like to think that it's just a knock and a niggle, and she'll be back soon. Ah, last week was pretty grim. Um, the, the As we discussed on the preview, like the triple threat was cooked up pretty much the moment Charlotte returned. Um, major, major Undertaker, this is my yard energy from... Charlotte Flair, which was worse because then Bianca Belair was kind of like Diamond Dallas Page asking to be made famous. Yes. Like, and she's just had her star aura massively diminished post-title loss. I was all in favor of that Asuka title change. It was a shock. It was a transgression. It was Mm. a bit of bold booking. Bianca Belair's run was, it was one of them things where like it was faltering in ways that were really hard to articulate and discern because the matches banged more than they didn't. Yeah. But we, we, we were critical of the weekly booking quite a lot. Um, I would say from halfway through 2022. And yet, and yet you had some just fantastic, I'll tell you when it really, when the two things coalesced in the worst way was probably the Alexa Bliss feud because the story was rubbish and the match was crap as well. Oh God. And it was like, right, that was rubbish and it was in the Rumble Stadium setting which is the one place we say, well, Bianca Belair never misses and she's missed. Like, so there was this one example where it was like, things are not quite right here but then you get to WrestleMania and, the match oh. story again with Oscar oh was kind of lame and the match just kicked ass in spite of it. Good rematch afterwards. And I just think it, it was worth taking the belt off her, even if it's ultimately to just win it back as either a more jagged edged baby face or as an outright heel. Mm-hmm. I think it was the time to do it. And then just Charlotte Flair comes in and there's just this cloud over the whole thing. Like I, She probably gets more criticism than she warrants for being this great legacy guy but then that's what they used to say about the undertaker and i thought he was crap as well <laughs> like the bad matches vastly outweigh the good it's impossible to discern if she's a heel or a baby face on any given week so it knocks onto the other characters because like if i don't know if charlotte's a bad guy or a good guy when bianca belair is like charlotte you're terrible is, is she a baby face or a heel yeah, for that yeah. emotion or charlotte you're great i'll see you at SummerSlam. like I, I don't know who the other characters are because i don't know what they're bouncing off so the triple threat is the way to go because it's got that, well, it'll be good on the night vibe to it. But will it? Like, Charlotte's record isn't flawless. It's a triple threat. The harder to pull off epic feeling triple threats than singles matches. The story feels crap. I'm not enthused. I'm not excited. I also don't think a four-way is the answer. No. Um, I love Money in the Bank holders going into matches, going into title shots where they don't have to use a briefcase. Mm. I really like that. Um, I think they should just do the... I'm going to buy a ticket for ringside, actually, for EO Sky. There's been a lot of 
Like, considering that all these buildings are selling out, yeah. all these wrestlers have had no problem getting ringside tickets lately. I thought there weren't any comps. Which is it? Which is it, WWE? <laughs> um, we should just say we're all actually mates with that guy in the green T-shirt. He's <laughs> yeah. always on the front row. The um, Spinning off from this, it's three-way tapping at SummerSlam. We've known it for weeks. I'm not enthusiastic about it. I think they'll have to, like, prove me wrong on the night. And they probably will. Honestly. Yeah, they will. And I've taken a bump. <laughs> uh, shotty stuff. Yeah, let's move is, on to that. It's more interesting, I think. She shaved her head last week. Real life story is nice. Yes. It's not nice. It's awful, but it's nice. It's a nice, it's a nice gesture. gesture. Yeah, yeah. Shaving her hair in solidarity with her sister. Um, but the character without the green hair, not to like distill somebody into one aesthetic choice, because Shotzi also had tanks and <laughs> and the willingness to just absolutely brutalize her body for the cause, right? There's there's plenty of things about Shotzi's presentation. Uh this is new. This is yeah. interesting. This is a we know she's bonkers, but here's a way in which she's illustrated that the pain that you think you can cause her is nothing compared to the pain she's going to inflict upon you. Yeah. And I think there's a bit more meat in that than the title program. Yeah. I think it's a story that's got actually a bit more it's got it stands more of a chance of becoming a personal issue. Personal issues draw money. There is not a single personal issue between Asuka, Bianca and Charlotte Flair beyond pithy traded scripted insults and one person's indomitable self-belief that they should be champion Charlotte Flair. Mm. Like, there's nothing to it. Way for thin. And yet, now we've got a character that refuses to be brought down by this quite abusive act and damage Katara are going to be made to pay. I, I just think there's more... I hope Bailey is fine, because that's where the story is. And EO kind of respecting Shotty a little bit. And Bailey, this is... Uh, we've picked a fight, we can't win here. Yeah. I'm out, actually. And Bailey being arrogant enough to not see it that way is something I want to watch. Got a pitch for you. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam, grudge match. As if there's not enough grudge matches already on that flipping card, by yep. the way. Great. Looking awesome, by the way. You obviously would think of a certain gimmick match yep. involving hair that uh, the actions of Shotsky last night would uh, last week would uh, bring out in you. What about instead of that, a hair versus wear match? Go on. Bailey loses. She has to put hair back in the ponytail, like you suggested. Yep. Shotzi loses. She has to leave SmackDown. But where could she go? <laughs> Raw or NXT. Right. Raw. What's Detroit? Car stuff. Car stuff. The Motor City, right? What happened Machine in, guns. What happened in Detroit? God, they're great, aren't they? On the roof of Cobo Hall in 1995, Will Bond. Uh, yeah. Monster truck match, yeah. A Bailey-themed, painted-up tank. Yes. Versus Shotty in a tank in a tank sumo match. Oh, it's a stadium, there's no roof. Uh, do it in a pub car park. <laughs> like, you only need a chalk outline. Like, if WWE don't do it, Sky will. Really cheap to make. Yeah. Chaz and Dave are on board. Press the press the uh, cannon on the Bailey's tank and a Bailey buddy comes out. Yes. There's another one. Put that right down. <laughs> Tick. Off the list. Tank fight. Finally, um, sort of skimming through SmackDown last week. Yeah, yeah, obviously Asuka stuff, Bianca stuff. Bailey doesn't have a vehicle attached with her, so she just, like, gets a piggyback um, off tank from NXT. Yeah. And, like, Shotzi's got an actual tank. Yeah, watching NXT, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, finally, so like I said, I'm skimming through SmackDown. Okay, yeah, Bloodline stuff, got that. Yeah, LA Knight's super over. Yep, got that. More shenanigans with the women's title, got that. What is going on with Lashley and the Street Profits? Where's this come from? I'm, uh, I'm fascinated. It's come from about four months ago, isn't it? Yeah. It feels like a loose thread being picked up. The, it 
It's good. Yes. I don't know what it is, but it's good. They needed something different, didn't they? Both, both, both acts, parties. Both acts needed something good. This was great, right? I think. I hope this isn't just this one of these weird things that we're talking about in the list five years from now. Remember that weird Yeah. One? Lashley had nothing going on and had failed to, well, like, quite, had failed quite a lot. He'd failed to, like, reclaim the United States title off Austin Theory. He failed to reclaim a top title. He's been a long time since he was WWE champion. Mm-hmm. He had made amends with MVP, but hadn't really then gone on to benefit from like a renewed relationship. Just nothing was happening. Disappearing him was the right call. Yes. Because uh, we always say that. Obviously, you don't want wrestlers to get injured, but sometimes it's a benefit. But yeah. just take them off television and cycle them in and out like, you know, you can do with your rotating cast of characters. He was gone and it was fine. So he comes back immediately as a star. Street Profits are on a uh, kind of a losing streak gimmick. They've... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Only now can they compete for the titles. Yes, of course. And tried at the first attempt, night after WrestleMania, and lost immediately to the new champions, which I was one of the few things that I kind of defended as a storytelling device if you were going to do something like split them or turn them heel. Turn them heel. Nothing happened, Yeah, right? So it was like, right, so they've waited all this time to, for the belts to be off the Usos, and now they are, and they've been beaten clean by the new champions straight away. That's It's got to be going somewhere, and then it didn't. It just went nowhere. That's, but, thanks, Vince. But the losing streak or the, the lack of winning streak has continued. I think they've won one TV match, but like they've not rebuilt their aura or the momentum to anywhere where it was even a year ago. Um, and I love that Bobby Lashley, for a guy that disappeared on not a losing streak but not on a winning one, just by the virtue of him disappearing, has got all of his aura back. Yeah. And them being associated with him and him welcoming them into his circle makes them look bigger by default. So this is already a win. Yes. This is already, you've taken two, like, wrestlers, acts that run a hide and nowhere, and you've elevated them both just by putting them near each other at different times in their career. Is it a... Uh, I'll go route one, even though I think I'd like something a bit more creative than this. Is it that seemingly dropped attempt to 
do a Hurt Business 2.0 from a few months ago. People were into it. Mm. Uh, MVP. We discussed it at the time. Remember having Lashley and Omos as a super team? Yes. Because MVP had made amends with Lashley and was still managing Omos. Is this that? Like, Cedric and Shelton were kind of kicked back to the curb, and the, all mentions of it were just obliterated. But Triple H loves two things right now. He loves stables, and he loves the acclaim he's getting from breaking up stables. <laughs> right? So if you look at his credit and debit account right now, uh, Bloodline, credit. Bloodline about to break up, debit. Mm-hmm. Secretly, it's more credit because it makes more money than ever. <laughs> so he's looked at that and he's thought, right, Judgment Day, credit. Finn and Damien Priest, debit. Imperium are pretty fine. <laughs> debit. And on and on it goes. Yeah. It's his favorite thing. But he needs a few new ones. And he right, these are definitely friends and they're never going to break up. He needs a couple more of them. And... I hurt business. I named stable Bobby's boys. Oh no, I've got it. 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 So it's the street profits, yeah, yeah, and Bobby road lash. No notes, but not in a complimentary fashion. All right, what about street profits on the lash? On the lash. On the lash with the street profits. Done it. There we go. I'm fascinated to see. I really hope they follow this up tonight. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think about, I was trying to think of other names where like Bobby Lashley needs like two more for his stable mm. and he brings in like Pretty Deadly or something. Oh, yeah. Pretty Lashes of the streets. <laughs> well, let us know your suggestions <laughs> on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE as well as your thoughts ahead of tonight's show. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Don't worry, you get 10 days off my bull after this <laughs> at Michael Hamflet you can follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at What Culture WWE uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts me and Sid will be back later on to preview AW Collision and then we'll all be back together one yeah. final time for Wrestle Culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way later on today but for now this has been the Smackdown preview my thanks to Michael Hamflet thank you for joining us and we will see you soon <laughs>